0: Good morning. Merry Christmas again everybody. Hey a few years ago uh, Mary and I invited to go look at Christmas lights. It's a long time ago actually and uh, loaded up our kids in a van for their couples and we're driving around and there's this house that's lit up like Christmas vacation and Clark Griswold kind of thing. It's just a, I mean I love that kind of stuff but it was even for me was kind of like a little obnoxious you know. It was just like just like, I don't know, like a nuclear bomb I'm just just like this. And then, because it was kind of a small town, I noticed the next week in the newspaper, they had an article about how the utility company threatened to turn his power off because they had so many complaints from neighbors. and And it made all the way to the city council. Nobody wanted to shut off the lights, right? But he dug in his heels and he put up more lights. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so my kind of guy. But anyway, it was just kind of a little obnoxious, right? Just a little over the top. But during this time of Christmas, it's sometimes called the season of lights. Have you heard that before? It's a season of lights that's going on. The Bible tells us that light was prominent during the Christmas story. And so you have the shepherds in the field and the angelic, the angels show up and a light show is going off. And then we have the magi and the light, the, the star that's guiding them as well, this bright star. So all through the Christmas story, we see this kind of light theme uh, going on as well. And Jesus Christ is that light. Let, let's get right to it. Jesus Christ is our light in our life, and Jesus has always existed. He's the eternal God, and he was born in Bethlehem. And God's rescue plan included that. Speaking of the eternal God, Jesus Christ, John says this in first, in John 1, 4, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it or comprehended it would be a way to translate that. So, so we have this idea of light throughout the Bible. Now then, it says it entered into darkness. I don't know about you. But 2021 has had some dark days. Am I right? There's, yeah, I'm right. I already got amens going on here. Okay, And so we have this absence of light and we have darkness. And those things are contrasted in the Bible frequently. Uh, many, many times, light and darkness, good and evil, those things are contrasted in, in, in the Bible. And for some people in the room, or maybe I should say everybody, there's been some dark days. Right, you can't find childcare, you, you know, the school, we could go on and on. Depression, grief, you got divorced, uh, other things happened in your life. It's just been some dark days, and those things are the things that keep you up at night, right? Sometimes you're in bed and you can't go to sleep because you're thinking about tomorrow, right? And you can't get over it, and, and it's just there, right, right? It's just difficult, and in the Bible, when we talk about darkness, here's the odd thing. Frequently, is talking about evil or sin, and the kind of evil we're talking about. Uh, uh, let's just think of it this way: that that children get abused, people get murdered, right? People are robbed. People people have been been uh, uh, robbed and injured in those kinds of things, family split up, all those kinds of things. And sometimes we think of this darkness as, and this evil as something that's out there. And many of us know this, that, that we just sense in our culture and our society, there's some real evil out there. It's real evil. But here's the thing we never think about. We never think about that, well, maybe some of that evil's in here. Yeah, there's evil There's evil and darkness inside of me. And we don't like to talk about that, especially at Christmas time, right? Right? But sometimes that darkness is something that just pervades our life. And what do we do? You're experiencing dark days. You've had your dark days, your dark moments this year. You see the darkness in our culture. You have even felt kind of dark on the inside. Well, what do we do? Here's our big idea today. During dark times, step into God's light. Just plain and simple. During these dark times, you're having problems at home, difficulty in life. Often I said that, uh, mentioned that light is like this metaphor in the Bible. And we even see this theme of light in the creation story in Genesis chapter 1. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God just spoke it right into existence. And God saw that the light was good and separated the light from the darkness as well. So the very first act of creation, if we're kind of getting into the weeds here a little bit, you know, we had the light created at the beginning. Light is created, separating light from darkness. God came to earth as Jesus so that we could know about him, that we could have some light right now light is in jesus christ himself john 12 46 jesus said this i have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness hey you know what i did this week i uh was reading about light and i went oh i should pull off the physics books on my shelf and just look at light a little bit and then i was immediately confused (laughs) I've learned all these old math equations, and I go, I don't know what that means anymore. But I did figure out there are lots of different kinds of light. There, and, I, and I had totally forgotten this, totally totally forgotten this as I started to study this, and I recalled that, that going into some science labs where we would bend light and holograms and have lasers intersecting and all that kind of crazy stuff. And basically light's a wave, and it can be a, a laser as well. And and you can travel the speed of light. We know that. Well, we know the speed of light. Nobody's traveling the speed of light. We have radio waves as light, UV light, you know, ultraviolet light, X rays, gamma rays, all these different kind of lights, forms of light. And I got to think about that because the darkness can be profound. The darkness can swallow us up, it can be profound in our lives. You can have darkness when you go to bed at night, you can't think of what even to do next week, you're overwhelmed, you're discouraged, you're depressed, you're sad, you're grieving, you don't know which way to go, it can be very profound, and darkness is a terrible way to live. I have this friend, his name is Edward, and Edward is an, was an opium addict and uh, as he tells his story, he lived in some pretty dark times. Very dark times. And I asked him one day about some of his tattoos and, and uh, you know, it's all related to his opium days. And then Edward, Edward got his life turned around and embraced the light of Jesus Christ and it transformed Edward. And today, Edward is a pastor. And Edward's trained maybe a thousand Christian pastors in a Southeast Asian country. Edward runs a home for children who have been kidnapped. Edward and his wife Hannah do all of these things, but he used to live in darkness because of his opium addiction. It was profound. Darkness. Darkness is not where we want to live. Let me ask you just, has darkness hit your soul this year? Have you experienced some dark days this year? Is darkness something that is just profound right now for you? Many years ago, I uh, well, I was talking to somebody this week who uh, they had gone to Yellowstone National Park. I said, "Did you go to those caverns called Lewis and Clark Caverns?" And he said, "Well, yes, we did." And I said, "Oh, I've been to those with my family. These these caves, and you go inside there." I said, "Did they tell the story?" And he goes, "Yeah, they told that story." I said, "I love that story. It's a bad story, but I love telling the story." So, the story is in the 1920s, the guy went into this cavern with a candle, a couple candles, and some matches, and to steal those, like those uh, pointy rock things, stalag whatever. <laughs> Not a geologist, but anyway, so he's stealing rocks in the cave, right? And this is the 1920s, and his candle went out. And then he couldn't find his matches. Then he's in total darkness and he can't get the light on, he just can't. And in fact, they turn off the light in the middle of that cave and you can't even see your your hand in front of you, it's absolute darkness. So here's what happened to him, the guy just telling this story, I'll never forget it, they they noticed he was gone and like 10 days later they found him in the cave laying on his back, he thought he was standing up. It's how disoriented the darkness is. It just swirls around you, you don't know what to do. And then the, here's the real sad part of the story. It caused him to be in an asylum basically the rest of his life. I see that sometimes with people as they are in the darkness. They just don't know what's hitting them. What kind of darkness are you facing today? What kind of darkness? Friendship darkness? You don't know where your kids are going to go to school, daycare, your job? What kind of darkness are you facing god does not want you to live in darkness god wants you to live in the light he wants you to have a real relationship with him are you struggling on the inside on the in, you know if nobody else is in the room it's just you and god you're talking to god and you just had a moment of honesty what would come out here's where i'm at god in the first century christians sometimes struggled they were persecuted, they were suffering. It was really hard times for Christians at, at various moments throughout Christian history, but especially in the first century. And this guy called Paul, the apostle, he wrote some Christians uh, a letter and he was telling them about darkness and light. And it's in Ephesians 5.8, it says this, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. That's tremendous. You used to be darkness. You used to live in darkness. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So let me ask you a question. How does the light of Jesus help me today? Real practical. way. How does the light of Jesus help me today? How can I live in that kind of light? I'm going to give you five ways that we can live in the light of Jesus. And if you're struggling with the darkness, you have some dark days upon you right now, this is going to help. Here's the first thing. Light illuminates In fact, if I was paraphrasing that part of the Bible we just read, I said, I would say something like light uh, makes it easier for me to see everything I need to see. Every time you flip on a switch, walking in the room, the light comes on. Why? Because you need it. You always need more light. I had my foot operated on last year, Achilles tendon thing. I wasn't awake during a surgery, guarantee you that. (laughs) But I guarantee you the surgeon didn't say... Oh, let's turn down the lights for a little mood. <laughs> Can you imagine that you're having some major surgery and your surgeon goes, "Oh, let's just turn down the lights for some for some mood." No, they want light. They want more light. That's what your surgeon wants. Light exposes. Light clarifies. Light makes everything everything uh, come visible. Oh, let's say this way. Hey, uh, would you like to go on a hike with me? We're going to go to the Florida Everglades, and we're going to hike at night. You say, what about those things that, like alligators, oh, who cares? Okay, we got a couple options here. We can go hiking with no lights, or we can go hiking with a pin light. You know, like one of those on your keychain? like, Or we can go to Costco and buy the extreme extreme light that lights up an entire acre which do you want in the Florida air grades night? you want more light you want all the light that you can get right that's that's what you want as well okay nobody does that no, we just want more light in life okay and the same is true for our lives here's what Jesus said when Jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me We'll never walk walk in darkness, but we'll have the light of light. The light of life. Hey, can we turn off all those lights in the room right here? So it's dark in here right now, but I brought my I brought my tactical light. <laughs> I was gonna shine in everybody's eyes. <laughs> but that might be a little awkward. <laughs> so but but I'll just, that? yeah, see, all of you look okay. <laughs> I was going to say marvelous. Okay, I got somebody doing the wave over here. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you're in the darkness, you just don't know which way to go. And you say, I got plenty of light, Steve. I, 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 you can turn the lights back on. But light light exposes things light illuminates things we never think about this that that god's light can illuminate mm, our bad behavior light can illuminate my awful thinking my terrible stinky attitude light can expose that i used to live in texas oh my goodness and you'd flip on a light coming into your kitchen and these little things would scurry what's everybody (laughs) Grossed out about. you are know, called cockroaches, man. <laughs> and you're going around and go, oh. There's two reactions. You can be scared and run into the other room. Or you can start dancing, trying to, you know, make sure they don't touch you because they're just scary. And then you have crime shows. I've never seen this in person. That They use that UV light to say, oh, is there blood right here? And they're sweeping back and forth, right? Because light illuminates, light exposes. A couple years ago, Mary flips on the light in the garage and she goes, ah. <laughs> Grab your shotgun. <laughs> oh, what's going on? There's a rat. It's just a rat. How big was it? Was <laughs> you want a possum, maybe? no. no, no. A couple days later, I flip on the light. There's the rat. I. Ah! Man, scared me to death. Right? And I go grab my shotgun. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, see, darkness illuminates. That's why we need the light of Christ. We need, we need light in our life. It exposes our bad attitudes. It helps us see the future. It helps us see what decisions we need to make. It helps us to see a way forward. Because in your life right now, you're probably facing something. You don't know which way to go. And it gives you a way forward. You can kind of see where you need to be. One of the things that people often say is that, I don't need that kind of, I just trust my gut feeling. I just go for it. Well, that just means you're probably wrong half the time and the decisions you've made have landed you in the situation you're at and then you just compound that trying to fix it and it makes it all worse that's what happens to us we just trust our own feelings and that's the worst place to be here's the second thing that light gives us light gives life john 1 4 in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind in him was life a few weeks ago i went hunting with my kids and we stopped by one uh, night on the farm that I grew up on in Kansas and we stopped by the family cemetery and we call it that and we uh, actually I was going to say this too we went hunting and I got nothing but anyway I want to leave that part out and my kids got something so the old man did not quite have the shot he used to anyway so anyway so uh, we stopped by the family cemetery and uh, we're at my parents graves and then pointing out very emotional for me my grandparents graves and then my great-grandparents graves and then I got cousins and aunts and uncles and then my sister and her husband going to be buried over here someday in the future as well okay and I and you know what cemeteries are for it's for remembering people right we we go, go to those places to remember or to honor those kinds of things depending on your background maybe you've never been to a cemetery but that's what they're for and But you know what? There's something else you can remember in a cemetery, and this is it, that that's not the end of life. There's life beyond the grave. It's called eternal life. You can live right now knowing that you have eternal life. This is not the end of the story not whatsoever. It is not. In him was light, and that light was the life of man. We get eternal life from Jesus Christ. We get abundant life right now. We get the ability to have a real relationship with Jesus. You need that in your life. You need a real and authentic relationship with God who made you. I remember growing up is where I grew up used to have fireflies. Anybody have fireflies where used to, some of you, I don't even know what that is yet. Yeah. So we go out and try to catch them in a jar once in a while, right? And then you bring them in the house and they die right away. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't know that. I know it now. Just, fireflies aren't meant to be in a jar in your house on the porch. You were created for God's light. You're created for light. You're created to have the light inside you. You're created to see his light, to experience his light. That's why you're here. You were made for God's light. And one of the most frightening things in the world is to be in the darkness, stumbling around. I don't know if you've had this experience, like maybe when you were small and your parents left home, and, which was yay, but your parents would leave, would leave home and then it'd be dark and you'd hear a noise and, oh. So one time that happened to I me, mean, I flipped on every light in the house. My parents go, what are the lights on? Well, oh, I just needed more light. Truth was, I was scared, right? Needed some, needed some more, needed some more light. It's kind of like a bed and we hear a n- noise in the night. I say, hey Mary, there is some noise, why don't you go check it out? <laughs> no, what, what am I doing? I'm flipping on the lights, right? Sneaking around in the dark. Who knows? Darkness distorts reality. It really does. It, it distorts everything. Looks so there. I have talked to enough drug addicts to know that their perception of reality is very twisted. I've talked to enough people who are alcoholics to know that their sense of reality is twisted. I was sitting in a police car in the front seat, there was somebody in the back seat. Okay, my role as a chaplain, and uh, the officer's not, I'm just sitting in the car, he's outside doing something else, and, 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 and she's very drunk, she's not arrested or anything, but uh, um, she goes, do you think, do you think I can become a police officer someday? <laughs> and we're having this discussion, and I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't think so, I think you got some other decisions to make before you, and I'm trying to have this, and here's what I realized, you can't reason with a drunk right you can't and you can't reason with somebody who is addicted it just isn't going to happen darkness distorts our view of reality that's why we need the light of Jesus Christ that's why we can't turn on our own light you can't say i'll just flip on the light how ridiculous is that i'll just i'll just flip it on we need to receive the light of Christ here's number 3 light guides during uncertainty right you're uncertain right now what decision to make, where to go, what to do. You need some light for that. I got this picture of the, uh, can you show the picture, see the head? And yeah, the lighthouse, there we go. Hey, I was told this week, this is the most photographed place in America. I'm like, no way. Some of you are checking right now, stop it. <laughs> so it's this, Cedarhead Beach, and I've been there quite a few times, and I went recently, and I still had my, okay, uh, I I still had my uh, handicap parking sticker. I didn't really need it, but who might have used it anyway? So anyway, so uh, we walked up to the, uh, and I'm taking pictures. How silly is that? How many times have I been there? I got a bunch of pictures of that place, right? Just taking pictures of it. But what's the purpose of a lighthouse? Right, you got ships coming in. The rocks, the waves, the storm, they need some guidance. Be guided away from that rough coastline. Guided away. That's what the light does for us. It gives us guidance. Come to a fork in the road, which way do I go? What college do I go to? How much student loan should I have? Should I buy this car or that car? Should I get a loan? Should I ask my parents for money? No. Should I... <laughs> Yeah, you need guidance, right? Where's that gonna come from? All right, where's it gonna come from? So we're coming to the end of 2021, right? Yeah, so mixed up these years. How dark has it been for you? You're sick and tired of stuff? Man, just join the club. Things are hard, things are difficult. Just all over the place. But do you feel like you're in the dark? Do you feel like you're confused about things? Do you feel like you need some clarification in life? Do you feel like, I'm just so unsettled? Well, this light of Jesus Christ is available to everyone to guide you. That's the one thing about the light. It's available to everyone. We just need to, well, it's just free for the asking, right? We just ask about it. And some of you may be nervous about next year. What's going to happen next year? Are we gonna have to wear five masks at once? <laughs> you know what's going to. You know we're just worried about stuff, right? Worried about our jobs. Worried about our kids. Worried about your parents. You just got concerns all over the place. So what's it going to be like? In fact, King David. Uh, 23rd Psalm, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though I walk in darkness. God is the light right there. Right? Because light is with me. Here's number four. Light gives hope. Read this verse again. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Some of you have lost hope. You've lost hope. You're in despair. You just go, I just don't know if I can do this again. Right? But Jesus said, When you walk after me, you will never walk in darkness again. That's a powerful statement. You're going to never be in darkness. I have a friend, he started to read the Bible, he became a Christian. Isn't that amazing? I have another friend that was watching TV once. This is a number of years ago. Billy Graham was on. He died a while back, but he said, Man, I became a Christian watching that. Like, really? I'm like shocked. You know, where does our hope come from? Our hope comes from the Savior, the Savior of the world. Our hope comes from Jesus Christ. Light gives us hope, and hope is at the end of the, well, tunnel sometimes, right? I was reading a story about an airline pilot in 1954. He takes off from his aircraft carrier off the coast of Japan. And he's flying. And his, all, of his elect, all of his dashboard went out. And there was no lights inside the plane. And then his directional finder went out. He just lost everything. His altitude mirror, he couldn't see anything. And it was night. He said I looked around and I couldn't see, I couldn't see any light. It was like he goes, I'm gonna die out here. They don't know where I'm at now because I went the wrong direction. And he's flying around trying to find land or trying to find his his carrier ship. He's trying to find he's lost in the darkness. Have you ever felt like that? You're flying around lost? And then this pilot said, in his desperation, he happened to glance down and he saw phosphorus algae, just little traces in the water. And he knew from his training that meant that a ship had gone through there and stirred up the water. And it was a little dinky trail, kind of like this light right here, a little dinky trail of light that he could see. And it led him straight to his aircraft carrier. That guy's name was Jim Lovell, by the way. He was the the head guy on the Apollo thirteen mission, otherwise known as, as Tom Hanks in the movie. You know, sometimes we lose hope because we're not looking for the light. All we see is the darkness. And then we become chronic complainers. And then we become chronically negative. And then we become chronically this or that. And we're not looking for the light. it's the light that we need. It's the light that gives hope. Look for the light. Don't look for darkness. Don't look for bad stuff. Turn that stuff off. Turn that stuff off. Here's what I've noticed about people, and you can go home and talk about it. I've noticed that some people run away from the light. Do you know people like that? People who run away from the light. They want to wallow in the darkness. And for them, the darkness they think is great. Why is that? Why is it that some people don't get closer to the light? They orbit around it, but they never get closer to it. It's kind of like the moon that orbits the earth. It's never getting closer, right? How come some of us never get closer to the light? What are we afraid of? Isn't that odd that some people are afraid of the light? I've met so many people who are just exactly that way. They're turned off by, I don't know, organized church, you know, uncle so-and-so did this, and just the list goes on and on, right? I understand that. But don't let that keep you from the light. We need the light. We need the light more than ever. Here's the fifth thing the light really does for us. The light gives me a clean start, clean start. i had forgotten about this until this week, and I saw somebody say, hey, light is a disinfectant, and they held up a piece of paper and said, yeah, light, you know, get the right light on this, and it disinfects the piece of paper. I'm like, oh, that's right. Light has that disinfectant kind of thing to it, and it can cleanse, thing, cleanse things as well. We need the light because it gives us a fresh start maybe you came to church today you need a fresh start you need to start all over you need that more than ever right now start all over a fresh start first john six says if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness there is no uh, light in us the light Uh, Is not in us, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and then he goes on to say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and purifies us, disinfects us, purifies us, gives me a clean start, a fresh start from all of the junk in my life, from all of the sin in my life some of you are facing dark days and part of the problem is, or part of the issue is not for everybody, but maybe you've got some Things you need to confess in your life. You need to get those out. You need to talk to God about those. You need a fresh start. We need the light of Christ in our lives. And some of you might be saying, Steve, I've made so many stinking mistakes. I don't even know where to turn. I was just thinking about the woman at the well. It's a story in the Bible where Jesus talks to her and he says, Bring your husband here. And she goes, Well, I don't have a husband. And he goes, Well, you're right. You got five of them. The one you're with now isn't your husband you're just living with him and it's kind of like an exposure in fact she becomes a believer embraces the light right then right she embraces it so exciting you can have a clean start you need to get serious with God He's serious you can have a brand new life wipe the slate clean doesn't matter all the stuff in your life. God forgives your conscience, gives you a clean conscience. Ephesians 5, 8, 9 says, For we read, a, you were once in darkness, but now you're in light. Live as children of the light. So here's my question for you. What is it in your life that is holding you back, that is giving you guilt, that your conscience is weighing you down? What is that? What are we going to do about that? That's where we need the light. We need to be cleansed. We need to have a fresh start in our lives. I was thinking about this. Um, when Mary and I were dating, we, uh, we started having conversations about getting married. And she says, we're going to get married or else. Well, sort of like that. She said, "Hey, we need to decide because if we're not going to get married, I'm moving on, you know we're having those kind of conversations and so so uh, I finally finally said, yeah, we need to do this so so i I think I had her flowers that week, did something special all week, then we went out to a really nice restaurant at Burger King. <laughs> not really, no, <laughs> you think that's true, don't you <laughs> okay." <yeah. laughs> And, and you know what? You know, so we got this nice place. And finally, I, I, I leaned across the table. And I said, will you marry me? What's the one thing I want to hear? Yes. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear yes. I don't want to hear mm. Maybe. I don't want to hear that. I certainly don't want to hear no. Crushing me, right? I think that's what God wants to hear from you today. I think it's what he wants to hear from all of you. He wants you to say yes to the light. Don't run away from the light, right? Don't avoid the light. Just say yes to Jesus Christ. That's what he wants. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He illuminates your life. He gives you life. Gives you hope and guidance and gives you a fresh start. So in this year of dark days that you have experienced, I don't mean to trivialize those, but everyone in this room has experienced some dark days. Everyone has. And what we need now more than ever is to say yes to the light of Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite you to pray with me. I'm going to invite you to pray yes to the light. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the light of Jesus Christ. So maybe your prayer today is just something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm saying yes to the light today. and maybe your prayer is simply this, I'm gonna say yes to hope, yes to the savior guiding me. I'm saying yes to a fresh start, to a clean start because I need that desperately. Is that your prayer today? Did you pray that to Jesus Christ? When you say yes, it changes everything in your world. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person watching online. I thank you for every person in the room here. And I pray, Father, that we would be saying yes to you. And in the powerful name of the risen Savior, Amen.
1: that silent night when the stars turned their gaze to marvel at the earth, when the heavens gathered breathless round a lowly stable, when a young mother wept tears of worship falling on the baby in her arms, and the song of the earth arose in Bethlehem soft as the tender beating of his heart and all was calm all was bright yet could this be the same God of Abraham the conqueror of Israel this baby this fragile life is this child the one who burned his name in rapture across the gasping skies whose voice spoke the oceans into crashing rhythms who crafted the mountains into guardians of the firmament, whose hand ignited the thirst of the deserts and the warring surge of the elemental hosts, who breathed life from dust, broke the oppressor's rule, scattered the chains of his people like sand, and led them through the wilderness with the pillar of flame. Is this child the one whose presence billowed thunderous on Sinai's peak, who surrounded Job with the roaring wind, stood defiant in the raging furnace, wrote judgment against tyrants, and blazed on the lips of the prophets, scorching history's pages with the fury of his might. Could this be the same God who chose to come as the vulnerable king, setting his throne on straw and manger, drawing forth the tears of shepherds, Receiving the gifts of wandering travelers, his fame unknown in this world. He is Jesus, the one who thunders through the heavens, yet whispers to our hearts, who reigns victorious, yet bows to serve the broken. He is God in the fury, god in the silence he holds this mystery balanced in his hands holds our questions till they lose their need until all we see is him